chapter 13, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. Proverbs 13 and 12. Repeat the top with me, please. Say, why can't I have what I desire? Why can't I have what I desire? Now, um, I want to have a word of prayer, and ushers are going to find me a couple folks up front, please. I'd appreciate it. Let's have a word of prayer show before we begin. Father, I thank you today in Jesus' name for the hand of God upon this service and upon your people. Bless this message. Let it be a message that lifts up and inspires and brings life and grace. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. amen. God bless you. All right. All right, open your Bibles again. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. Let me read it to you. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Read that with me, please. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. The first part of that verse is, is powerful all by itself. It can stand alone. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. All of you can relate to that. Because you've had things that you wanted that didn't come to pass. As a matter of fact, some of you right now are waiting on something. There are four questions. And this is, by the way, uh, uh, a review of some things I said before. And first section here. So if you were here the other day, you heard, you've seen some of this. So I'm just referring, I'm reviewing it for some, but it's new for, for others. There are four questions or five questions here that I think would be interesting for you to think about. What have you wanted for a long time? What is your greatest disappointment? What have you given up on receiving? Where have you wanted to travel but haven't? Is your house where you live right now your dream home or a shelter? Do you feel like I'm just hanging out here? This is not where I want to be in life. There is a powerful desire in a lot of people, but it's been put off. Maybe that's you. And I, I want you to be clear. God's goal is not for you to stay there forever. Look what the Bible said. Hope deferred. See, God understand this. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. Let me define those three words. Webster gives it a very simple definition. Hope means to expect and desire something. You want something. To expect. To have a sense of ex expectation. Secondly, deferred means to delay or postpone. Some of you say, Pastor Rick, what, what I want <clears throat> excuse me, in life has been not delayed. It's been postponed. I feel like it's way past ever getting in my hand. Thirdly, sick means to be in need of repair or physically unsound. And that's how you feel. You feel like, man, what I desire has been postponed, delayed, and I feel completely unsound. I feel, I feel sick. I feel as if something is wrong. I'm in need of repair. What is that, what is that thing you want? Where is this place you want to get in life? Now, I gave some personal uh, reasons why I think I did not receive some things that I wanted. And I think this will help you. Why I did not get some things I hoped to receive. Number one, my life was not balanced. Not enough knowledge, not enough rest. God couldn't give me what I wanted. Number two, my focus was not balanced. Too many things on my mind. Too many things. Some of you are doing so many things. You know, one of the great challenges of college is balance, isn't it? Okay, it's, it's the reading assignment for this class and that class and this class. You know, it's, just, it's incredible that you have four or five classes and all of them won't work at the same time. It's unfair. 
Here's what I think. The teacher should have a meeting <laughs> and discuss this behavior, right? Here's what the meeting should sound like. We can't keep doing this to these students. You're right. It's wrong. When is your paper due? My paper's due on the 15th. Okay, well, my paper will be due on the 20th. No, they don't do that. They all have papers due the same day, the same morning. I think finals should be spread out. Give a person a chance to think. How could you expect me to remember all of this and all of that and all of this and all of that at the same time? Why don't you people talk to each other? <laughs> you wish, don't you? Oh, man. But you know what? College and life, not just college, life teaches you how to balance things, how to balance the children and the homework and, the, and the, all the responsibilities of this life. And I want to tell you something. It's the people who learn to be balanced. They're the ones that can have the most. You know, the greatest reason why some of you will never succeed is because to you, partying is still more important than making a living. It's more important than school. Your friends are more important than your paper being done. As long as that's true, you'll never get far in life. You can make up all the excuses and all the reasons you want. Balance is the key. I have to understand that, that my kids are more important than me. My wife's more important to me than this job. I love the church. I appreciate you. But you cannot be. You cannot be the priority in my life. I cannot allow you to become the main, the main event for me. I have to remember what's important. And so I've learned the importance of balance. My priorities were not balanced. My work ethic was not consistent. My priorities. I did not tie my actions to my goals. This was my goal to go south, but my actions were going north. You cannot have, catch this now, if you, you cannot have southern goals that will be successful if you don't have southern actions. You have to have your goals and your actions going in the same directions. If you're saying that you do not want to become pregnant, then... If you're saying you want to make the best of a pregnancy, then your mind has to go a certain way. If you are at a place in your life where you say, I don't want, or wherever you are. See, I'm in moments in my life where my whole life has been sitting in front of me. And maybe I didn't like the result I was in. Maybe I didn't like it. Well, my goal was to make the best of this moment. And if I want to make the best of this moment, then I cannot be depressed. I must be positive. I must be up. I must be, I must be convinced. I can't have the goal of a peace of mind, but allow negative thoughts to dominate my life. If I want a better self-image, I can't let what went wrong in my life control me. I must wear the challenges I face with pride and dignity. That is my goal. And if that's my goal then I must align my actions with my goals. What's wrong with your life? Where have you messed up? Is it money? Well, depression will not get you there. Feeling bad about yourself will not get you there. You have to say, my goal is to feel better about me. My goal is to feel better about my life. If that's my goal, then I must align my actions with my goal. Come on, say north with north. north, with north. Come on, south with south. south, with south. 
So you determine which way you're going, folks. If it's north, it's north. If it's south, it's south. But make up your mind. And I didn't do that. My work ethic was not consistent. I got weary too often. You want a whole lot, but you want to work a very little. Work a little. You're straining right now. It's because you wanted more. You went to college because you said, I want to advance. You said, you, you had the big goodbyes. You know, some of you did that on the way back too. Bye, I'm at school now. When you're going to I'm going to SCAD, Master Armstrong. Yeah, whatever you said. You know, sounds really impressive until you get there. <laughs> now you have to pay <laughs> for all of that. You wanted a family. You wanted children. You wanted all these things. There's a work ethic tied to that. My work ethic was not always where it needed to be, and it wasn't. Big word, consistent. Say consistent. Come on. See, some of you are good on your tippy toes, but you're not good at staying up there. You know why? Because you're cheating. You're fake. You look like you're strong. You're together. You're cool. But you always come down. You always come down. The key in life is learning to be consistent. I do this every day. 52 days, I, I, I break habits in my life. 52 days. It took Nehemiah to build a wall. Every year we have our 52-day fast. That's my goal. 52 days of not fasting food, fasting bad habits. I'm not worrying about you chasing burgers and lusting after, after popcorn. I don't want you to do that. I want you to face those bad habits in your life, the things that are hurting you, that are stopping you from getting to your goals. For some of you, it's the cell phone. For some of you, it's the cell phone. Hello, 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 hello. You got a spirit. You got you like quick drop and bam, bam. Some of you got two of them. You know, you just answering the phone all the time. Habits. Let it rain. Go to the voicemail. I'll check it later. I can, I can call that person back. Habits. Bad habits. Too much television. Too much of this. Too much of that. Pause. Back up. And take charge of your life and say, I want something out of life. If I'm telling the truth about you, say amen, huh? Amen. Praise God. Now, those were my testimonies. Now, why were things deferred in my life? Well, I was addicted to a few things. I was addicted to procrastination. I used to take too long to get around stuff. And secondly, I was unprepared for advancement. You know, advancement is something you have to prepare for. I was unprepared for advancement. Thirdly, I was hindered by my environment. My environment hindered me. I could not get past the people I was around. I always say, your friends tell your story. I don't have to meet you. I just need to meet your friends. That's all. Let, let me hear them talk. Every other word is the blank, 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 blank. Yeah, that tells me a lot about you. See, now forget them. No, I don't do that, but you around them, see. See, I want you to understand, that says a lot about you. My environment hindered me. Some of you, the only way you're going to change your life is to change your environment. That's why this church is good for you. Come in here, have a different environment, have a different experience. Some of you need that. That's why I'm real picky about our environment. I want it to be better. Our new facility is phenomenal. Have all kinds of stuff in it. Oh, yeah, all kinds of surprises. I'm not going to tell you everything. I want you to know all kinds of great things. But you know why? Because I understand the importance of environment. The malls get it. That's why you go in there and spend all that money. You go in there and get so happy, they want you to just get drunk with happiness. Oh, and just don't even know. <laughs> you want a child's card? Yes. How many? Four or five? How many you got? You know? And you just swipe your way into misery. Yes. And when you leave, you feel so good until the bill comes. But what motivates you is environment. If you want to study hard, study better, they say study groups, people, they make better grades. Studying with people, banding together with folks. Finding people with the same vision, the same level of passion. Environment, your environment affects you. And then I was hindered by my faith. I just didn't believe for much, and I'll talk about that later on. I didn't, I didn't believe very much. I was hindered by my faith. Faith, you know, by the way, is, is a little bit more than just saying I believe. Faith is being convinced of something. Faith is being sure. 
that if I go to college, take all the classes, finish all the, all the curriculum, they'll have to give me a diploma. If I pay all my dues and, and, and finish all the classes, they can't deny me what, what's mine. Faith is being sure of that. See, you got to be sure. My faith hindered me. I didn't believe for much. I believed for, 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 I believed for, for, for things that weren't too high off the ground, see. But that changed. My faith hindered me. What are the signs that your, your heart is sick? You want to know if your heart is sick? Here's some things I said. Your attitude tells a lot. A lot of people with a bad attitude, they're just sick. That's why I overlook it. Because I understand that a lot of times, you know, people that have bad attitudes, they're just, they're, 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 they're heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Why are you so mean all the time? It's because you wanted something. You're on a job you couldn't stand. That's why when you go on a job, you're so mean. You come in and you just look mean. You know, you just look like you don't want to be here. See, your heart's sick. And you see, I see them all the time. Secondly, your, your outlook on life is bad. Your ambitions are low. Your job level is a, also an indication that you're sick. Sometimes you take a job and, and you know, it's not the level of job you wanted, but you just accept it because that, you know, you're just sick. You get, you've given up on life. You don't want to try for something better. Your, your peace level, you're up, you're down. One day you're happy, one day you're sad. Up and down, up and down, up and down. That tells me a lot of times your heart's sick. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. Now, I've, I've just explained to you some of the people you work with. You get him. So oh, I get, oh, I know, I know, I know. He must be real sick. <laughs> Every time I see him, he mean. How many of you got some sick family members? Raise your hand. You want to raise your hand? Well, they're not here. Don't be nervous. Don't be scared. <laughs> their attitude, their outlook on life. They, 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 this is, they, they look like they're sick. Hope deferred. Makes the heart grow sick. Now, three great thoughts that can, came to me. And I want to see how honest you can be for a minute. What is it that you really desire? What do you really want out of life? What do you really desire? Let's see if you can, can pass this test. You ready? Now, a car is something that a lot of people think about. So let's use that as an example. What is your dream car? Now, I didn't say the one you're in. The one you want to lean in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you get that car, you go, yes. All right, now, so what, what is your dream car? What is your dream? Now, tell your neighbor. Turn and tell your neighbor your dream car. Go ahead, tell them. Your dream car. Come on, your dream car. Come on, tell them, just tell them, tell them, just tell them. Tell them. My dream car is, they ain't gonna do nothing to you. They're nice people. Your, your dream car, you got it? All right, now. Okay, that's all you're supposed to tell them, that's it. Come on back, come on, come on. Some of you starting a whole conversation. All right, now, all right, let, let's hear. Raise your hand, commit your life. Who's gonna tell me first? What's your dream car? Yes, right there. What'd you say? A Chrysler 300. All right, I'll take, how many of you want a Chrysler 300? Raise your hand. Okay, all right, now you, and once, once you say a car, you can't raise your hand for every car. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Every service, some, every car, they raise their hand. Put your hand down, you can only choose one. All right, o over here. Corvette. A Corvette? Corvette. All right, girl, Corvette. What do, what do you want in front of you, sir? 2007 S-Class 550. Mercedes-Benz S-Class 5 what? 550, know the number. 550. Anybody want that car? Raise your hand. Anybody want that car? All right. Put your hand down and you can't raise them again. Now, that's it. All right, all right. Right, right here. What's your car? I want a paid-off car to save gas. A paid-off car to save gas. <laughs> a paid-off car that saves gas. Lord, give him a 1954. No, no. <laughs> I got you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. What you want? What's your dream car? Alexis. Alexis. That's a nice car. I heard of them before. I heard of Lexus. <laughs> nice car. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. Range Rover 
Range Rover 4.6. You know, that must be your car, because I saw, yeah, that's mine. She was... <laughs> All right, one, one more. Anybody over here got a dream car? Nobody in this section? You got a Jag, who said Jaguar? That's okay, a Jaguar. All right, but you got, you got a dream car? A car that, that ain't gonna happen yet. <laughs> He's trying to get a car that won't, they won't, they won't cost him any gas. But son, you gotta, you're gonna have to pay some gas money. I'm sorry. Now, okay, one more in the very back. A Lamborghini. Now, there were only two Lamborghinis so far in all the services. You're the second one. Lamborghini, I had a young man in the last service, a Lamborghini. Now, please understand, that's an honest statement. You're saying what you desire. There's something about being honest. Now, here's the question, second question. When will I get what I want? When will it come to me? See, that? somebody said, that's the uh, pastor. Now, that's the sad part. Now, see, <laughs> when will it get here? And then, when will I feel good? See, look at the verse again. He said in, in Proverbs 13, 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. See, the day, of, the day when it comes to you, man, you, you feel tall. Now, Here's a question. Flip the page over. Got some questions for you. Why can't I have what I want? That, that's the question that Christians should ask. Turn to Psalm 37. Now, that's to the, go to the left. Don't go to the right. You're in Proverbs already, right? Go to the left now. Proverbs 37. I'm trying to show you a way around the, around the land here. Proverbs 37. Proverbs 37. What, what did I say? Y'all know what I meant. Psalms, all right. Let me, try to, let me try to confuse me now. I know it's only one of me. But I'm bad, and so don't be <laughs> So you're real bad. You said Proverbs again. Psalms 37. Thank you for your help. Psalm 37. Look at verse 1. Now, now do not fret because of what? Evildoers. Nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Now, understand that people who do things the wrong way don't last. That's something young people you can learn. You, you, if you're smart if you pick up on this now. They, they look like they got it together, but don't worry. In time, it all falls apart. The second thing is verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in who? Lord. And do what? Good. good. Now, watch this now. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. Now, see, notice, be stable. Trust the Lord, do us right, and dwell in the land. Be stable and feed on his, what? Faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, notice he says, if you feed on his faithfulness and delight yourself also in him. Notice the focus is on entertainment. He says, watch what entertains you. Let me entertain you. Let me, let me guide you to wholesome entertainment. A lot of times, it's, you, you, you don't get what you want out of life because of how you entertain yourself. Notice the pathway. He said, feed on my faithfulness. Feed on me. Let me be a source of food for you and nourishment for you. Feed on my faithfulness. Trust my faithfulness. And delight yourself in me. I can tell where you're headed by what you, what you celebrate by your friends and by what, you, what, what, what entertains you. See, see, pornography, if it entertains you, says a lot about your thinking, see? It says a lot about how you view things. You know, that life is just all about, you know, rolling and moaning and stuff. See, don't be too, don't, don't, don't get frustrated. Hold, hang on with me. But that's, that's, that's where you think. You, you, your mind is at that level. Your vision is at that level. You don't understand there's more to it than that. Life is more than that. That that's not, that's just somebody that, who's confused making a few dollars, who later on will regret everything they ever did. All you got to do is read the stories of people who started that kind of stuff, and you'll see it's not what it seems like. They're abused, confused people. And you are a supporter of that. 
See, so I want you to understand what entertains you, the movies you watch, the games you play. You know, everything, all day long, you kill them. That, that's your whole life, your whole life. You, you know, you broke, ain't got no money, but you. <laughs> can't, buy, can't buy bubble gum, but you. See, see, what you delight yourself in says a lot about you as a person. Here's what the promise of the Bible is. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you what? The desires of your heart. Notice he's concerned about what you want. God is not at odds with your dreams. You know why? Because he's, he's, he's way past you. You know, I want to tell you, you're dealing with somebody who has everything, who has all the money he needs, he makes gold. He's not somebody, you know, that's intimidated because of your dream of a Lamborghini or whatever you want to drive. He doesn't care. He, I love that time when Peter was on the boat, and Peter said, if that's you, Lord, can I come out there? And the Lord told him one thing, come. If you're if you bad enough, if you, if you want to come up to this level, come. The Lord's never intimidated by your dreams. But see, he knows the truth. He knows that oftentimes your goals and your actions are not connected, so you'll never get there. See, you're too cool to get what you want to get. See, you, 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 you're, not, you're not connected. You don't understand. See, go, I can go in your rooms right now. Go, let, let's take a picture. We're going to take a field trip. Everybody ready? Ready? It's a field trip. Ready? We're going to your bedroom. Everybody in the church. Ready? Tell your neighbor, say, we're about to go. Come on, tell them. Say, we're about to go right now. Okay. Now, see, we're taking off right now. Boom. Here we go. Okay, we're blasting off now. Okay, bam, we just landed. What does it look like? Okay, let's look around. Jesus. <laughs> Says a lot. See? See, now you, and you know what's amazing? When you, when you get to that part of people's life, they start lying. Oh, Lord, I don't know how I got like this. It's like this all the time. What are you talking about? It's like this all the time. <laughs> this is the real you. This is you. This is how you live. See? So I want you to understand there's something about how we think and live, the real truth about us, God knows. God's goal is to get us to a place where we'll be really happy. See, you really don't desire to be that way. So if you trust me, he says, I'll get you past living like this. If you put your trust in me, I'll help you build disciplines that will make you be what you really want to be. Trust in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Then it goes on in verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Notice, that's his goal. Bring, he wants to bring it to pass in your life. Now, here's a question. Why, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 11, turn there, Mark chapter 11, verse, verse 22, takes this to the next level. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. New Testament example of the same thing. Now, here's an example of how you get it done, all right? Mark chapter 11. Why can I have what I want? The Bible says you should be able to have what you want. God's not against it. That's, that's the point I'm trying to build. Delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. He'll bring it to pass. God's not against what you want. I want you to see that. Now, look at uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 22. Same kind of principle. Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in who? God. For surely I say to you, whoever, see, that doesn't matter. Whoever, man, woman, black, white, Asian, American, you know, European, doesn't matter. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, will, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. Now, I want you to understand, again, notice God's interested in getting you what you say. You said you want this, I want to get you there. But here's how you get there. First of all, you have to learn to speak to the mountains. 
the things that would block you from getting there. And you have to say, I want you to be removed and I want you to be gone and cast into the sea. This is a final move. See, if, if you want to get to a certain job level, the Lord says, okay, speak to the things that stop you from getting there. Well, maybe it's distractions. Maybe it's ignorance. Whatever it is. Maybe it's lazy. Maybe it's this, you're too broke to get to where you want to be. Speak to that and command it to be moved. You see, it's when you say to Mr. Broke, I'm tired of you. I don't want you in my life anymore. I'm sick of living this way from week to week, paycheck to paycheck. I am tired of being this lazy, always running in and out of work, late to work, always being told off, written up. I'm tired of being afraid. I'm tired of being scared all my life. And so you speak to Mr. Fear and say, I'm tired of you. I am tired of being slow. Every time I look around, I'm behind everybody. I don't want to be slow. I don't want to be distracted. Every time I look around, my life is distracted. I'm supposed to be doing this. The phone rang. Can't, can't. I'm distracted all my I, I feel ignorant. You need to speak to Mr. Ignorance and say, I'm tired of being uninformed. I don't want to be uneducated. I've been uneducated all my life. I'm going back to school. I'm going to learn how to read. I'm going to, I'm tired of not being able to, to get ahead in life. I'm tired of being carnal, always up in my spiritual life, down in my spiritual life. That's not how I want to live. See, you have to come to a place in your life where you, you're not blastic. Did you care, catch it? Did you catch what I just said? You're not broke? Because there, there are seven things we can't be, right, if we want to advance in life. One is we cannot be what? Broke, we cannot be what? Lazy, we cannot be afraid, we cannot be slow, we cannot be D for distracted, we cannot be I, which means what? Car ignorant, and C, we can't be what? Carnal, cannot be blasted. Next week, I'm going to pick up on that. I got some things to say about it next week. But I want you to hear what I'm saying to you. There's something about being the kind of person, the word blastic, we kind of made up ourselves. I mean, blastic, I'm going to look it up in the dictionary. It's not in there. That's all our little hijack acronym we made up. And we made it so that you could see. This is how I must live my life if I want to have a certain result. And here he says, you've got to speak to the mountain. You've got to say, be removed. And you've got to say, it's going to be done when I say it. Look at it again. Should I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he what? Says. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, somebody's going to be deep right now and say, oh, well, not Pastor Rick, I got a question for you. You know, now you mean God will give me whatever I say? And maybe suppose I say something wrong. See, now you're being deep. Just don't say anything wrong. <laughs> Just don't say things you know don't make sense. See, God, don't fight the thought that it's okay to have what you want. It's okay. God's not against you being happy. A lot of people run from church and run from serving God because they feel if I give God my life, I can't be happy. And I'm saying to you, that's wrong. Jesus said, say it. Speak to the mountain. Take charge of your life. Come on. Join. Let me join with you. You're not by yourself. Say amen if you're hearing me. Now, why, why then do we tend to question our desires all the time like that? What makes people just, every time you say something, I don't know. Well, there are three reasons. One, we are trained to question advancement. We are trained to quiet. Why you want to why you want to do that? Why aren't you happy? You know, you got a job, you got a house, you 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 happy now. Why are you gonna move to Savannah? Why are you gonna move? Why are you leaving? What's the problem? Every, 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 every time you get ready to do anything, there's a question. We are trained to question advancement. Number two, we are trained to view aggressive people as greedy. Anybody that's aggressive, you know, yeah, they're a big shot, always trying to be big time. Well, you know, at least they're trying something. What are you doing? <laughs> and let me just help you. People who talk like that, they're not the ones that give you a job. 
When you get ready to look for a job, look for an aggressive, bold, strong boss who got some money. Come on, say amen. You hear me? How many of you desire to work for broke people? I'm just asking, I don't know if you desire. You know, that's not who you want to work for. You want to work for somebody with some money. So when your paycheck goes in the bank, it goes all the way through. <laughs> Come on, am I right about that? All the way through. I want to work for somebody that's going to promote me. I don't want to just go in at one level and stay there. I want them to have opportunities. I want to know, what are my opportunities here? But we're trained to view people that have advancement mindsets as greedy, and especially people close to us, especially in family. I don't know why family would like that. You know, any family member comes home and tells you their dream, oh, you need to cut that down. What if you lose? You know, I knew somebody that went into business, lost everything. You know, oh, yeah, your cousin Frank did that one too. Well, I'm thinking about moving to New York. Yeah, last person I went, moved to New York, car hit him. <laughs> every, every time you want to do anything. When I got ready to expand the services, first thing I heard, you're going to be tired. Ooh How many services you going to have? Seven a week? Oh, God. How you going to do it? I'm going to take a vitamin. <laughs> Shoot. I want the blessings of God in my life. Come on, bring it on, Jesus. Bring it on. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you right now, the Lord is moving. But the Lord says, I need somebody that's not afraid. I need somebody that's not afraid of expansion, that understands that in order to do more, you got to have more. Come on, shout amen if you're hearing me. See, I told you, it's who you've been around, your environment. They talk down all your faith. Some of you, your dream machine is dead, out of gas, sitting on, in the corner, hasn't been cranked up in a long time. You need to say, you know, yeah, I need to move some of the people out of my life, go back in my closet, take my dream machine out of the closet, put some gas in it, some faith in it, some word in it, and start cranking it back up again. I'm going to crank my life back. Some of you say, no, Pastor Rick, that's too hard. Okay, let's crank it up then. That, whatever way you need to do it. Come on, say crank up your faith. Come on. You ain't do what I did. Come on, come on, you, come on. Say, crank up your faith. Come on. See, you got to crank up your dream machine again. You got to say, I believe. I don't know how this might help somebody. Some of your marriage need to be cranked up. It's just, just dry and dead. And Lord, y'all sad, pitiful, just a pitiful couple. Sitting right up here looking at me right now. You know you're pitiful. You're just pitiful. You're snittiful and pitiful and sad. You even kiss bad. Bad lips don't even, don't even go in the right direction. You don't even know how to kiss again. You need, you need to crank it up again. All right, that's a free one. Just throw that out there. Somebody. You go home and say, he was talking about us, honey. <laughs> Thirdly, we're trained, we're trained to be content with what we have. And then we use the Bible to justify it. Turn to Philippians chapter 4, last verse for the day, Philippians chapter 4. That's to the right of you. Don't go left. Philippians chapter 4. It's all good. We're learning the Bible here. Philippians chapter 4, New Testament. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11. Now, here's what he says. My argument is that people use the Bible to justify living a life they don't want. See, the real question is, what do you really desire? We don't want certain things, but we think God says we have to have it. You know, I, especially, it's so funny, in church, when you get ready to marry somebody and, and, and you come to the church and you, you look around and you say, now, all right, now I'm in this church and I praise God, so my husband and wife must be in here. And you look around and say, not to the left, not to the right, show ain't behind me. And you say, well, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, here goes ugly, but there I go. You know what I'm saying? You just kind of, just kind of, let me get somebody. Just, just you know, we do that. You know, we just, anybody, Jesus, just, just because we think we have to settle. We think God can't give us what we really want. 
See? All right, now, I want you to watch this with me. Look at this now. Philippians chapter 4, verse 10. I, I need to say this, too, because some people, you really, you really may be struggling with this idea. Pastor Rick, we don't always know what we want. I, I, I hear you wrestling with me a little bit. You know, uh, suppose what I want isn't good for me. Well, you'll find that out, and then hopefully you won't choose it because you're smart. So don't always make it difficult. Don't always wrestle with things. We spend all of our life downing ourselves, all of our life questioning ourselves. You have no faith in what you want. That's why you can't get it, because you don't, you're not licensed to have it. Somebody else is licensed to prosper. Somebody else is licensed to do a lot of things, to multitask. You are licensed to do one thing. That's, it's, it's the way you think. It's the way you process. I am licensed to bless my wife. I am licensed to love. I don't feel inhibited. Some of you are inhibited because of divorce, because of something bad that happened in your life, and it controls your whole life. The whole way you think and process is dominated by the abuse in your past. And so they keep on abusing you because you won't, you won't put it under your feet. That's over now. They can't do that to me again. See? You got to learn to take charge of your life. I can't let that control me. I failed in a business before. Most businesses that succeed, Walt Disney, man, he failed in a bunch of stuff before he got, became successful. And Disneyland was his, when he mortgaged his life. But he, I loved his attitude. So be it. I have a dream for my life. Some of you will die wanting stuff that you could have had, desiring to be in a place you could have been, but the reason you couldn't be there is because of where you thought and because of your friend. You had to have your friends. You had to have certain people. I tell my kids, I have a famous statement. I say, I say success is lonely sometimes. It's isolating sometimes. I feel it. I feel the pressure of being a man who doesn't do certain things. It's, it makes you a standout. It puts you on the side. And I want you to see this with me. Watch this. Here's what he said. Now I speak in regard of need. Verse 11, Philippians 4. I, I le I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. People use that verse to say, oh, I should just accept where I am in life. Be content with what you have. That's not what Paul means. Paul, is, Paul right now is in jail. The Philippian church heard about his circumstance, and they sent him money a second time. They've already sent him money before. These are people who think about their leader. I like that. They're not just saying, give me stuff. They're saying, we care about you. So we're going to help you. Look at verse, verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished when? Again. You see that? Though you surely did care before, but you didn't have opportunity. Now, I'm not saying this to you because I have a need. I, not, not, now that I speak, not, not that I speak, rather, in regard to need, I'm not saying this to you because I want you to give me money but I really do thank you for what you've given me. That's what Paul was saying. He, then he goes on to say, for I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. I've learned to be satisfied. I've learned to not be greedy. I've learned to stay thankful. I've learned. He goes on to say this. Look at verse, verse 12. I know how to be abased. I know how to have nothing. And I know how to abound. That means I have a lot. I, I, know, I know both sides of that. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things. See, Paul said, I know how to prosper. I know how to lose my mind when I have money. I know how it is to survive without much. Because some of you college students say, I'm learning that right now. <laughs> now, see, I, I, I know how to be a base, verse 12, and I know all things. Everywhere and in all things, I have both, I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ. He says, I'm a person who's thankful and patient. But that didn't mean that he was a guy who just said, whatever comes to me, comes to me. If you look at chapter 3, verse 12, he's a very aggressive guy. This is not a passive person. 
And I want you to understand that sometimes you don't get what you want because you take verses like this one, you know, whatever comes to me, I've learned to be content. You know, that, you've, you've missed it. Somebody asked me one time, they said, if I become a Christian, Pastor Rick, will I have to give up all my passion? I have big dreams. And some people think that to be a Christian and be committed to Christ, you got to lower those dreams. I say, no, lift them. Lift those dreams. God wants you to lift your mind, lift your heart. Chapter 3, verse 12 proves it. Not that I have already attained. I haven't arrived, Paul said. I haven't attained. Or already, I'm already perfected. I'm not perfect. But I press on. Why? That I may lay hold on, lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have arrived. But one thing I do. Look what I do. Forget those things which are behind me. And I reach forward to those things which are ahead of me. My arms are this way. I press, I strain every nerve in the Greek. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. My goal is to go up, 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 not down, not stay where I am. I can have what I really want. He was effectively aggressive. He was effective and aggressive. You can be too. Lastly, the question is, how do we change? I gave you a verse, Mark eleven twenty-two. 22. Read it later on. We read it already earlier in the service. Three things you should do. Trust God. Remember, have faith in God. Trust God. And then trust yourself. Believe when you speak to the mountain, you're going to have what you say. It doesn't work if you just trust God. Hear me. If all you do is say, well, God, I trust you. That puts all the responsibility on God. And it's not just God's responsibility to keep you healthy. It's your responsibility when you eat. It's your responsibility when you exercise. It's your responsibility. It's your, it's your life. Trust God, trust yourself, and then hear this, trust your words. Listen to me. Follow what you say. I'm telling you, it's a map to where you're going. What you say is a map to where you're going. You will have what you say. You will have what you desire. But please understand, you say things in two ways, words and actions. So make sure you're saying in words and in action what you really mean. You can have what you desire. God's putting this in your hand. I hope you learned something. Let's pray.